What's going on, everyone? We are back with the Covenant Podcast. This is episode five of Uncomfortable Conversations. And I'm your host, Ryan Sturzbaugh. And with me is Aaron Grooms, Macy Gates, Mike Devine. Booyah. All right. So our, our, our topic today is uh, it's very broad. Do relationships matter? Um, piggybacking on that, um, we want to talk a little bit of how important we think, I mean, unity is. So, Mike, I mean, what do, you, what do you have to speak to that? I know we're referencing John 17 here. So, well, I think probably the reason we picked this one is because uh, how hard it is to maintain unity, not just in church, but just in relationships in, in house. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you get along good with yourself, Aaron, you're doing really good. I'm working. I'm working. But uh, I guess the reason that came up in my in my heart when we were talking about, you know, we had this we had this time where we like. What's some good? Con- what's some hard conversations? Brainstorm session. Yeah, we were brainstorming, and and John seventeen uh, is is one of my favorite scriptures on unity, and it's the one where Jesus was talking to his father and said, "Make them one." Them being us people that came to believe in Jesus after he went away. Make them one like you and I are one. And uh, I heard a preacher say one time it might have been Tommy Tenney, I can't remember, but it seemed like. It was, or John Bevere, one of those people I read all the time, said, it's the only prayer that Jesus prayed that has yet to be answered. And I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was, mm-hmm. but then I began looking at my own life and I think, yeah, my, uh, a preacher's kid, I saw kind of disunity in the church. And if the church can't get it right, there's a real good chance the world didn't either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, that's where that one came from. Mm-hmm. So. The question we got now is, do relationships matter? I know my wife always gets mad. Lori will be like, oh, let's hurry up and get out. We're going to need to get to church. we got to leave or whatever after on a Sunday. And I'm like, well, i got to stay and talk. I'm like, it's all about relationships. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and it really is, whether it's at yeah. Walmart, yeah. you know, or wherever we'll be in there. She's like, come on, you you know, why you got to stop talking so much? we got to get – but it is. It's about relationships. And it is so crucial to the faith and mm-hmm. to, the, to the body of Christ that um, I think we – you know, we kind of joke about it sometimes, but it really is. I mean, it's a, it it's an integral part of what goes on because if you can connect in that way, um, it it draws people in. I mean, there's a bond there for sure. So, um, yeah, I would just say too. That's why I mean, small groups are so mm-hmm. important. I mean, if you see any thriving church, they've got a thriving small group mm-hmm. ministry, and um, so just to go along with that, um, when you enter into a relationship if uh like obviously any relationship not just like romantic but right. um <laughs> uh, there's always struggles and there's always hard times um and some people can be stubborn including myself do i really have to forgive everybody uh some people have been through a lot like we were um they were talking about in the last podcast and um it kind of i don't know it kind of makes you go to to a stubborn point so how do we how do we overcome that um, what do you guys think about that? Basically, you're up. You answer oh, that one. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting us started. <laughs> um, yes, we do have to forgive because the Bible tells us we have to forgive. <laughs> so that's the yes. simple <laughs> answer. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so hard. Like, I mean, speaking from a church viewpoint, especially when you're hurt in the church, like, it's hard to forgive. But it's so crucial for for yourself to be able to forgive, maybe not necessarily forget, you know, forgive and move on, but, you know, 
don't hold on to it. But at the same time, you have to learn from the things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my life personally, when I learned to finally forgive, it was just a freedom for me to just walk and know that Jesus loves people you know, and I need to love people. <laughs> Even that's really hard. Well, that is, you know, that's funny because, you know, like, I think we're all built differently. You know, like you got people, that, well, I don't know all these very much about these, but I know that's people type A personalities and I guess mm-hmm. there must be a B one or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a type A personality mm-hmm. person. Same. I love people in general. I like to like people. Uh, I, I'm not one of those people that can stay mad very long. Sometimes because I'm like that and mm-hmm. I love all different kinds of people, all different shapes, colors, you know, whatever. I automatically assume everybody thinks like I think, but that's just not true. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. grateful that I'm built like I'm built. Yeah. Uh, relationships in general must have been pretty important to God, yeah. you know, because every single thing about us to some degree stems from a relationship, either a relationship we have, like, how much how much impact did our parents have on who we are now? Mm-hmm. Like I say stuff sometimes now, and I'm like, man, I sound like my dad, yeah. you know? <laughs> or you may say, oh, I sound like my mom, or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I say mm-hmm. stuff and I sound like my mom, but more more my dad. So that impact yeah. of that relationship, and take it all the way back to God. I mean, if we're not in relationship with Him, then we really don't know Him. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's like I I use this analogy a lot. I can I can go through the checkout line at Ingles or Food Line or whatever and pick up a magazine and read a whole story about Michael Jordan. I don't I don't mean I know Michael Jordan. That just means I know a lot about him. Right. Mm-hmm. But entering into relationship with somebody is completely different. You know, I can read the Bible and learn about God, but I have to be in relationship with him if I want to know him. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I know that was yeah. a bunch of broad stuff, but uh, <laughs> But I mean it's right. a it's a two way street for sure. And um just going back to the small group thing, we were actually talking um the other night and uh, it just kind of came to me. We, we, we watch a video and then we go over questions and stuff like that. And um, he was talking about how it's some people think it's like me and God or it's like God in me. Like, so there's like a connection relationship there. And I'm always thinking about stuff from either a leadership standpoint or like business minded. And all I could think about was like you have your your bosses that like say you're driving a chariot or like doing like hitting the people in front of the chariot. Then you have your leaders who are like in there with them while someone's carrying in the back, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that one where the dude's driving them, I just feel like it's not relationship because it's a one way effort. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you can almost define what a relationship is. It's both people trying at at one time or two people trying for the same goal. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Jesus said that like, in the you know, he considers himself, calls himself a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And sheep are driven or led to places different from most animals. Like if you, all your old cowboy shows, you saw them <laughs> chasing the cows down the hill. But in sheep were not like that. They were, the shepherd was always in the front and the sheep would follow him. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And that's different. And yeah. kind of in relation to what you said, good leaders lead. Mm-hmm. They don't beat you to death, you know, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. So and that's relational. Yeah, right. absolutely. Obviously. Okay, let's move on. What if someone does me wrong and, I mean, they refuse to say sorry? How am I supposed to deal with that as a Christian? That's a great, great question. Macy hit on something uh, a while ago that, like, it made me move back to a time in my childhood. Uh, I've said before on other podcasts, my dad was a pastor, and I made a decision when I was about 
17 or 18 years old, I was pretty much done with church, and I would never go back in another one. I always think it's funny now to say that because God must have had a really good <laughs> sense of humor because now I come to one every day for work. You know, but <laughs> but uh, it, it also reminded me that uh, if we believe there's a God, then we have to believe there's an enemy to God. Mm-hmm. Right. And God is all about building relationships, and the enemy to God is always about the opposite. Right. He's always about destroying them. Right. And the worst place in the whole world, uh, there's, there's only two groups of people, and it's just my opinion, but two groups of people that can really hurt you in your life relationally, people uh, in your family and people mm-hmm. in your church. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The devil can use both. Yeah. The enemy of God will use both. And so Macy mentioned something about getting hurt in church and when I was a little kid, right or wrong, uh, I watched my mom and dad really get ba- beat up in church. And so it turned me into this bitter, angry dude for a while. And even though that's not my nature, it it became my nature for a certain amount of time with certain people. And and while that's my opinion, you know, because here I am, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kid, watching from my perspective, uh, it was really hard for me because... I saw adults hurting each other, and mm-hmm. when it's your parents getting hurt, you're like, you get defensive. Defense you know? mode, yeah. for yeah. sure. And then you, you're like, well, those people owe us an explanation for this. And what I learned later on, try to short my answer, is is that it, it, it doesn't matter whether they say they're sorry or not. Right. Yeah. God calls us to a place of forgiveness. Right. Holding unforgiveness in your heart is the equivalent of if, if I'm mad at Macy and I, and I got unforgiveness toward her, my unforgiveness doesn't hurt her; it kills me. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's like, right. it's like me being mad at you, but I'm drinking from aldehyde. Somebody once said, you know, mm. yeah. 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 it's not destroying my relationship. Uh, I mean, your relationships with everybody around you. It's destroying my relationship with everybody around mm-hmm. me. The bitterness right. can yeah. just destroy you. So, my point on that is simply this, Ryan. I, I, I think, I, I don't care if people apologize to me or not if they wrong me. Honestly, right. I mean, yeah, in the common sense side of it, sometimes I wish they would. Mm-hmm. But if they do or don't, it, it matters not to me. I'm forgiving them. I'm letting it go because mm-hmm. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. No. If you're, I will say for sure, it's, it's almost like a pride thing of like always wanting to forgive somebody or not to forgive them. Like, well, I'm. They deserve. I deserve this apology. Like, I deserve yeah. this. And <laughs> oh, it is. A yeah, it is a pride. This is totally right. pride. That's what I was looking at. I mean, it's definitely you're wanting to hear it back from them. Yeah. And I've had issues with that with close yeah. friends and some major things. Almost to the point I wanted to see them have to go through a difficult time before I forgive them. Mm-hmm. Lord, check my heart on that yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. It's my job to judge them to yeah. hurt or yeah. to pain or whatever to see that they learned that. Lord's like, who do you think you are? You know what I mean? Really, mm-hmm. those type questions were like, who do you think you are trying to put, you know, to control that or to manipulate that relationship or whatever? And I'm like, man, where the flesh just mm-hmm. rose up so quick. And um, and so I had to forgive. They never said, I'm sorry, you know, about mm-hmm. putting that on you or the things that had happened. But like Mike said, if I don't forgive, I'm the one held in bondage. For sure. You know, and I'm the one because they're moving on with their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to care. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they don't. They might not even know. But I'm mm-hmm. sitting here with this, and I've got to forgive. And then, you know. Uh, well, what pride screams to you, Ryan, is like, you were right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And when you were right, they have to be wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. How much easier is it to say, I forgive you after they like say, sure. I'm really sorry. Like, yeah, you're like, exactly. Oh yeah, I forgive you. But before that time, we don't get that. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you got to validate who you were and you need to validate who I was. Right. Yeah. When you yeah. say you're sorry, you, you prove what I was thinking all along. I was yeah. right. 
Exactly. You know, yeah. You know, but I was praying about that one time, and I was praying specifically about John 17, and uh, and I I was in a real hard place uh, when I felt like the Lord had actually called. Well, I actually went back to church at some point, obviously, and then I felt like the Lord was calling me to in the ministry. And one of the things that I had to do before uh, He released me to into it. I know this is personal, but was I had to go back in my mind and forgive people that I had this. Mm-hmm bitterness against Mm -hmm. and i literally went and wrote down names of people that i was mad at and i check them off the list and i literally said i forgive you and i write the next person i say i I forgive you (coughs) i forgive you and in the middle of all of that i was praying about this particular scripture and the lord said this to me about me being right whether i was right was really immaterial when it came to forgiveness he said do you think i i prefer people to be right or people to be one mm. and i went yeah <laughs> you want people to be one he right. said mike it doesn't matter to you if if, if you think you're right the, really the only one who's always right is him right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. but what's his heart for us it's it's not yeah. us being right and pride entering it's us being one yeah mm-hmm. so i know that sounds like a little mini sermon but that's what god taught me about right. forgiveness yeah. Yeah. but that goes back to the unity thing too i mean it does. It goes right back to the unity. Churches that aren't walking in unity, and, and I'm not saying that we're we got it all perfected by any means. I know there are people who've been hurt here before, not purposely, not from my place, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's not my heart that we would ever hurt anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. But we got some. Uh, we'll we'll never be everything we've been called to be. Even even this one little church in the middle of Lincolnton, North Carolina, you know, we'll never be what we. Uh, we'll never live in our full potential until we seek unity, until right. we walk, seek to walk in a oneness with one another. Yeah. I love. think it'll affect outside the walls more than going up here and telling people they're wrong mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. Even though we, you may can see that and compare it to Scripture and go, we know they're not showing fruit or whatever, regardless of we're not in a judgmental way, but just looking at it. Mm-hmm. We better make sure if we're walking in unity, I think it's going to affect outside the walls than us even going out and telling somebody we're right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and this right mentality it creates disunity a lot of times because yeah. if right and in even inside the walls dictates who we are more than unity we're gonna have a lot of arguments i mean because you've got to look past people's mess ups i, I mean community and the church it's messy how many I, times have you ever been convinced in your life that you were right and then you found out you weren't right <laughs> you wanted to fight for something and die on, on a yeah. hill somewhere mm-hmm. and then god showed you, you your heart wasn't right. right in the whole process mm-hmm. so he even drags that into the process of our prayer life yeah and because it reveals our heart he says you know anybody can will pray for somebody they like but will you pray for somebody you, it's an enemy you know where you mm-hmm. love everybody can like any people they like but can you like people that don't look like you or don't think like you mm-hmm. that's the real test of love and unity is when it's not when everybody agrees with you mm-hmm. it's, it's if nobody does yeah right. <laughs> you that's know right. so right anyway yeah i feel if you, if you if more people said I love you and less my opinion's different than yours, mm-hmm. mm. we'd be in a pretty decent right. place, eh? Yeah. Much yeah. better place. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but uh, I think that is all the time we have uh, right now. So if you guys have any questions or anything um, or any uh, topics you want us to discuss, uh, you can email covenantchurchnc1 at gmail. And for all of the visual listeners, guys on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, go ahead and subscribe as well. Share us on Facebook. 
that was an awesome conversation. We're out. Thank you. See you.